Hello, everyone. This is Belinda Carr, and you're listening to my podcast on building products and technology. As we know, the construction industry is ripe for automation and disruption. It has been reliant on manual labor and outdated tech for far too long, which has led to lagging productivity. Every week, I chat with a company that is exploring ways to tackle these issues. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Benjamin Corey, founder and CEO of Archistar. Thanks for joining us, Ben. Thanks, Belinda. It's great to be here. So Archistar is a platform to streamline property develop the property development process. You are um, the software that you and your team have developed is digital planning to feasibility through automated 3D generative designs. That That's a lot of uh, <laughs> complex <Yeah. laughs> buzzwords in that description. But is there a simplified explanation for our listeners? Yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate there's There's quite a few buzzwords in there, but it is quite simple. Um, essentially, what we're doing at Archistar, we're simply digitizing the planning codes. So whatever the county or the council is telling you, you can or can't do on a piece of land. Um, and we're basically interpreting that and telling you what is the highest and best use of land. So if you've got a piece of property um, based on what you can and can't build, we'll tell you what's the highest and best use. And then we'll show you in 3D with some design options. And that's basically the generative design. So pretty simple, um, but a lot of advanced tech behind it. So y'all got started in Australia, but you're soon moving to the US and you're going to be rolling out your software here soon. That's correct. Yeah. So Australia has been a really good, um, I guess, test sandbox for us because there is different states, there's different councils, and there's a lot of variety that we needed um, to make our system robust. And we've got some really great traction over there. And um, we can see that the US is a similar planning system, um, although just a lot larger, a lot more states, a lot more counties. So um, yeah, we're excited to be launching out in the US. I'm looking forward to diving into the details of Archistar. But before we do that, let's talk about your background because you come from an architecture background. Just like me, you have a bachelor's and master's in architecture, but you also got a PhD in philosophy. How did you, that, that's just a fascinating journey to me that the, 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 the how does, how has philosophy influenced your, you running the business and how does that work with your architecture background? Yeah. Um, so, so actually, uh, my PhD wasn't necessarily in philosophy. It was in um, it was in generative design. So it's it's yeah, it's tailored into this. But um, but yeah. So my background was architecture. Um, but I've always been super interested in how technology can shape um, the architecture process. And as you're aware, you know, architecture is a very creative process, and you know, there's hand drawing involved and connecting that your brain to the paper and coming up with bespoke and creative designs. Um, I always look to technology and to see what were the advances that could help streamline that process. And it was just, I, it may have been coincidence at the time that, you know, developments were happening in technology um, at that time. And, you know, the big thing there was um, Gary Technologies and Digital Project that was coming on the scene. Um, and no one really knew what to do with that. So I had some really good mentors um, with my professors at uni that said, hey, if you're interested in this, like you should start looking at these new technologies coming out. So um, at that time, you know, Digital Project from Gary Technologies, Generative Components from Bentley came out. And I kind of just 
went with the flow and started learning what yeah. this could be and, and all this new technology. And I think that's kind of a, it's an interesting, um, if you're passionate about something, I think you've got to seek out where are the opportunities. And at that point, no one really knew what, what was going to happen there, but I just gravitated towards it and said, I'm, I'm interested in this. Was Katia one of the software guys? I remember that name yeah. being thrown around when I was an undergrad. Yeah, so digital project was, from Gary okay. Technologies was Katia. It was like yeah. an add-on, a skin over the top of it with some some architecture tools. It's, yeah. I would love to see a study done on the impact of Gary Technologies and Katia on the industry because they were so forward-thinking. Mm. Like what they do, what they did back in the '90s and early 2000s was like the the seeds of what we what we're doing now. What's so accepted now in construction and in architecture like parametric design and generative design that they were really forward thinking. And you do, I mean, you, everything that you're talking about, this was back in 2006 to 2008, right? Yeah, it was really early days. And, um, and yeah, like I remember seeing that technology and just saying, you know, wow, because if you looked at CAD at the time and, you know, I think we were introduced to SketchUp. That was like the latest tech. And I was just looking at it and you look at the stuff that Gary was doing and is like to get to that level of complexity, you know, what tools um, and just to think, you know, looking at different um, sectors and saying, well, you know, the aeronautical industry, um, looking at airplane design, like they have to deal with that. It's, exactly. it's a very, um, very clever move to kind of just look to that technology and see what we could do. Or even just the intersection of software and architecture, because yeah. we all use it nowadays. But who would have thought that those two could like unlock this potential in the construction industry in, in design? Um, they've obviously ridiculed for their designs and a lot of things failed, but they were kind of the guinea pigs for the industry. Yeah, and um and it was there was a really good group, and I kind of point some of it back to um, the smart geometry group um, and I'm not sure if you came across them but I haven't um, yeah so early on you know when generative components from Bentley came out there was a group um, of you know architects engineers computer scientists um, uh, software developers that kind of gathered together in a conference annually around the world um, and we were exploring, you know, the possibility of parametric design, generative design, um, using the the generative components technology. And it was um, it was a great mixing pot to meet people interested in this space, um, and also to test out the latest tech. and um, And it was quite cool. the The team from Bentley were there at every conference, and I remember like they were doing builds on the spot with the with the um, participants and it was um it was a really innovative time and yeah I think everyone was just looking for what are the use cases what are the possibilities how do we use this technology and it came from all different segments you know it wasn't just architecture it was engineering it was construction it was computer science and um yeah it was it was a great time for innovation and it's amazing that you stuck with that and all your experiences led you to developing Archistar because everything you just mentioned, the like the intersection of architecture, software design, and and even engineering, all that is a part of Archistar. It's not just a software. It's it's a yeah, it's much larger than just a software. Yeah, it's 
you know, you look at generative design and I think early days, you look at what was happening with, you know, parametrics and um, Gary technologies. And there was this kind of gravitation towards um, complex, bespoke, like super creative work. Um, where we landed at, um, at Archistar, and I did, a, I did my PhD um, because I just wanted to keep learning and, and um, moving on with this technology and seeing what was possible. But where I kind of landed um, with a use case at Archistar was, it was not necessarily like the crazy bespoke architectural designs, kind of moved towards the everyday design. And then we looked at buildings like residential, commercial, um, subdivisions, you know, and we just started to um, understand and decode the logic. Uh, and I think there's something deep in that, that if you study a building type or a building typology deep enough, you really start to understand all the rules, the variations, the options, and how that all comes together. So essentially at Archistar, it's super deep research into specific typologies and a lot of analysis of precedence and um, what's been done before, but then figuring out how to code that and turn that into a system where with minimal inputs, you can create amazing designs. So to pe for people who haven't used Archistar, can we can you create a mental picture of the process of using the software, like from the beginning to the actual design itself? Yeah, it's actually pretty quick. Um, so so we've you basically log on to the software. It's all web-based um, and you can think about it almost like Google Maps. So you come on, you search an address that you're interested in um, or you just browse the map. Um, there's all of these visual layers on there. So you're probably used to zoning maps. Um, We've got maximum height maps. So everything's really visual on the platform and it helps you find opportunities. Um, once you've found an opportunity, you click it. We then give you a summary of all the planning rules that relate to it. Maximum height, floor area ratio, um, density requirements, setbacks. So you get all that summarized for that specific lot. Then you just hit design. And it's like simple button that says design. What do you want to design? multifamily, subdivision, townhomes, click it. There's a few input parameters that you might want to tweak. So we pre-populate it with the rules of the planning code, but you may want to experiment and try to go a bit higher, a bit lower and see what it is. You then push you those just limits a little bit. Yeah, push <laughs> the limits a bit um, because, you know, it's, it's still a creative process. It's still for negotiation. You know, you might go a little bit higher, put a bit more open space. So we, we don't limit your creativity. Um, and then basically you hit generate and then that will then probably take about 20 seconds or so. And it will come up with about 20, 30, 40 options. Um, we actually process thousands of options, but we give you like the 30 best options. Um, so then on your screen, you know, you're on essentially like a Google maps, you've got your lot there and you just click through 3d designs and can interact with them immediately. Um, and you've got all the data there behind the designs. So you can run feasibilities um, off the back of it. So it's really about fast tracking, you know, finding that site, yeah. seeing what designs are possible based on the planning codes, and then doing that quick analysis that you can see sunlight penetration to the rooms, overshadowing, um, environmental um, conditions like natural ventilation into the, the different units. Um, so really powerful tool, very quick. And um, 
yeah, it, essentially bringing design to the masses. And the software is not just for commercial properties. Developers for single-family homes can use it too, right? That's right. Um, and it's it's been really interesting. I guess that kind of evolved during COVID. Um, and it's kind of like this evolution. And um, I think we've talked about this, that, you know, it's never a straight path to the end um, of what your goal is. And we were, we were looking at this um, when COVID hit and, we started to get approached by large home builders um, in Australia saying that, look, all of our display villages are closed. We can't show people what these designs look like. We can't get out to them. They can't come visit us. Like we're looking for a digital solution. You guys are working in this space of putting designs on a map. So we started to work with them and started to look at what it would be like to put single family home designs on the map. And then what is the individual zoning and envelope um, and the slope of the land. So we really started to get into the details about what matters for a house design and what's going to shift the dial. So if a property developer finds a really large plot of land, can Archistar help them de- decide how to divide that land and how to like create paths around the, all, around Absolutely. these neighborhoods? Yeah, so so one of the generators that we've got is we call either subdivision or townhomes. So you can basically take a large lot. Um, you can specify the unit or the the lot sizes that you're interested in, um, and then the dimensions of those lots. So you might have specific setbacks for the homes that you want, um, road widths that you're interested in, and it will come up with like a series of options for how you would subdivide up that that piece of land. And then you can test out home designs on it. So I used your software in 2020 just to test it out. And then I recently oh. used it again just before our oh. call. It is extremely different. It is, yeah. y'all have made <laughs> so much progress in less than two years. And this goes back to what you just talked about. Like uh, Running a business is not linear or developing mm. a software. It's it's a back and forth. You try this one thing and it doesn't work out. You go the other way. And that's what that's, I guess that's the beauty of it. Like to look at it in hindsight and say, wow, this is, we came to this particular solution because of all these problems we faced and all these other options that we tried that didn't work. Yeah, that's, um, it's, you know, I think if you, if you look at where you want to go, look at where your vision is and, you know, we want to build this, um, I think as long as you've got that in the back of your mind, that's where we're heading. The pathway to get there, like it may not be like as straight as you'd like it to be. Um, And I think the trap that people get into is that um, sometimes they don't want to release things or get things out to To the industry until it's perfect. And, um, you know, they say that if you don't release, you know, your first version, that's like, you know, you're embarrassed by later on you haven't got out fast enough. And I think that's, that's kind of what we were, we that was our philosophy that it's like, you know, this is very unique tech. It's very difficult tech. There's a lot of challenges to, to overcome, but let's push it out there. Let's get it into people's hands and let's see what the response is because it will guide you and it will take you in different directions and you'll kind of get there um, hopefully <laughs> in the end, but it's uh it was interesting because on that journey, you know, you release things that maybe they're not perfect and maybe it doesn't solve everything, but 
you get the feedback. Yes. And, That's you know, invaluable. I think it's super valuable, but you do have to have thick skin because there's a lot of negative feedback along the way. It doesn't do this. I'm not going to use it. This doesn't work. Um, so whenever I got that negative feedback or those comments or, you know, I like to, you know, but I think trained as an architect, you're kind of used you to that. <laughs> it's like everything is a critique. That's not good enough. Change that design, fix that up. So uh, maybe that, that um, prepared me for this journey. So maybe That's the architecture degree was good. <laughs> I, I like on my videos and stuff, I kind of bash architecture quite a bit, but I also acknowledge the value of the architecture education. It, like you said, it really gives, it teaches you how to accept criticism and mm. find constructive constructive criticism in all the noise and it really that iterative process in school where you design something get feedback from your from your fellow classmates or from your professors and then do the next iteration of it that is extremely valuable in while running a business yeah. too yeah. yeah and um i probably didn't like make that connection until now but i think it is that that kind of background and that teaching and like that training and education in architecture that you iterate and you you make it better and it's never it's almost never complete it kind yeah. of completes when you you finish the project but because like even when you yeah exactly but yeah. even for your final project you still receive criticism and That's then you're right. stuck <laughs> with that nagging feeling like oh why didn't why didn't yeah. you tell me that during my first critique but yeah. you have to accept it's, it for uh, what it is but yeah and so that was one thing i wanted to mention i feel like your company did something extremely valuable over the last two years, and that is partnering with all these other firms in your software. I didn't see that when I used your software in 2020, but I definitely see it now because yep. y'all have developed this amazing interface and y'all are experts in the parametric design, generative design. But when it comes to plot layout or codes and why waste time developing all that from scratch when there are other resources out there, other websites, other companies that you can partner with. And that's what you all have done. I think that is the key to the like, the power of Archistar. Yeah, uh, it's a good pickup. And um, we, from the start, you know, we looked at it and you as a startup you're, you're growing this business and you're building stuff and you have to pick your battles and you've got to look at what are we good at what can we do the best that no one else can do but then what can we what else is there in the process that's already out there that can augment that that flow and what we're doing there so um very early on you know we started to look for these partnerships and to see because you talk to your customers and it's like what is what's your process? What are you doing? What do you need? You know, and we're introducing something into that process, but the more integrated you are connecting you with all the right data partners that they use. And, you know, like there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Exactly. The time. So, so what are some um, of yeah. the companies that you have teamed up with and like in information that you've integrated into Archistar? Yeah. So, you know, if we're focused on the planning rules and the design and the feasibility. Um, we've partnered up with uh, great companies that do all the stuff around that. So if you need like construction costs or you need, you want to analyze what's happening in the market. So what's sold recently? What's the trends? What are the suburb trends? Um, if you want to look at, you know, we teamed up with Nearmap on high-res um, aerial imagery. Uh, and they're a really cool company that's, you know, high-res aerial imagery, but they're using AI 
to detect features on the ground. So, um, you know, you can start to get extract out the geometry of the surrounding properties, trees, um, all of that stuff. And, you know, all of these things that these great companies are doing, we, we find ways to partner with them, but also integrate and enhance what we're doing. And a lot of it is, you know, there's R&D there, there's product development. By looking at what we're doing and what they're doing, often new things come out of it. So there are other competitors to Archistar currently available to people in the US too. What's the what's your pitch to people to use Archistar in front of instead of them? What's the advantage of Archistar? Yeah, so um, I'm friends with most of our competitors, so it's um it, I think it's a kind of it's a friendly space, and um, you know I think we're all progressing to move the cause forward, which is great to see. Um, I'd say what we do differently is um, number one, we're, we're web-based, but we're connecting the data to design. Um, and there are companies that are doing one part of the process, you know, either just generative design, just planning data, um, just selling out the property with interactive models at the end. I think the key difference that what we've got is we've decided to build this out as a platform. Um, that follows through the stages of the process. So we start with planning data, digitize that, provide insights. That seamlessly moves over to feasibility and design. We seamlessly moves over onto the next stages. And that connection all the way along without having to switch software is super powerful. And it's probably cost us a lot more money to, um, to build out the platform and it's a bigger play. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, as a startup, Everyone tells you, pick the one thing you're good at and just lean. Just do that, solve that, and you're um, and you know you'll do really well. But but you we chose we to ignore broader. that advice, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. So um, yeah. So we went broader and we we put pieces together, which means it it did take a lot longer. And you know yeah. you saw the platform a few years ago. It took a lot longer to get the pieces of the puzzle together. But I think. It's That's more robust probably, now. Because... It's more robust now. The power's there and it's, yeah. um, and it's easier to build up upon now. Yes. And you have some pretty exciting news. You've teamed up with the Canadian local government on, yeah. like Yes. Yeah. Um, it's been really exciting, you know, and I think this is the power of the platform that connecting planning data and rules to design. Um, we've That's something that hasn't get... been done before. No, it's, um, it's very unique. And the government has started to take notice of that. And um, it kind of started with the Australian government, which was they were really forward thinking, which is awesome to see. Um, they said, look, if you can combine the rules and the designs, can you analyze existing designs that are getting submitted to council? Um, so we started building both 3D and 2D tech to say, if you've not only can we generate a design, but if you load up your design, can we analyze that against the rules and give you a tick or a cross to tell you, um, you know, is it, um, is it gonna pass, you know, those planning codes? And, um, you know, we're, we're currently doing some R&D work with, um, with in Canada as well. Um, I can't tell you too much details, but it's super exciting. And we're looking to, to start rolling this tech out in um, the US as well. But that's very exciting. A, yeah. because, I mean, everyone's complaining about 
permitting delays and holdups and labor shortages. So if we can automate the at least the initial stage of the process, maybe we have eyeballs on it at the end to like yeah, sign it off course. at the, la- at the yeah. last stage. But the initial stage to get, if you could automate all that using your platform, using your software, why not do that? Yeah, and I kind of look at it like almost like a pre-check. Yeah. Like if we can give you almost that pre-assessment and it's like tick, tick, cross, cross, you know where to look and you know what's, you focus in on the right parts of the puzzle. So it's, um, yeah, now we're super excited by it. And um, So what, yeah, what's, what's the, the future space? goals for Rockstar in the next three to five years? Yeah, so as we, as we expand out, like where we launched this in Australia, we got national coverage. We've made really amazing traction there. Got product market fit. You know, we're really focused now on expanding our regions. So US, Canada, um, you know, we're kind of focusing in on the countries that the planning rules are similar um, and we can adapt the technology and it makes sense. So the first is geographic expansion. Um, and then we're moving into like the compliance space, you know, so I think working closer with government, you know, we've got industry already using the software and we're going to tie that into government and then hopefully this beautiful connection between industry and government and maybe um, no one complains about the speed of um, development applications and everyone's happy um, (laughs) moving forward. So I think that'd be a good, a good outcome out of it. But, you know, I think if we look at that and say, you know, that's where we're heading, um, I think that there's always things that come up. So it's kind of like, that's where we're heading now. Um, But I'm sure that it's really interesting as you launch out tech and you provide solutions and products and people start using it, just different ideas come out of it. So you kind of never know where it's going to lead or what's going to come out of it. But you kind of instigate discussions by putting the technology in people's hands. Like what like, you did working with local governments. You didn't know that this is what Arkstar was going to be doing, but you no. just instigated that conversation and said, hey, we have this powerful platform. What if it could do this for, for y'all? That's right. And they were interested in it. So that's, yeah. that's an unexpected And quite often it's, um, it, sometimes the idea doesn't even come from us. Like they'll come to us and say, hey, like we love what you're doing. Can you do this? And it's like, wow, that's a... That's a good idea. So stay close to your customers and, yeah. um, and listen <laughs> for the for the good good um, nuggets of gold. You, but thank you so much for explaining, Archistar. But before we go, I have to ask you: you have managed to carve a path outside the typical architecture field. Like we, you didn't yeah. just go down the path of becoming a licensed architect and like working at an architecture firm. You'd started this company pretty early on, and you found a niche. And that had a lot of potential and you, you built this amazing company and you, you, you have this really powerful vision and you're going to grow it into this potential, this company that could really help the industry. Mm. What advice do you have for people, for students still in undergrad, still in grad school in the architecture field, like to go down a similar path or, or maybe find their own path? Yeah. Um, so... I would say that um, it's really about following your passion. Um, and, you know, I, I was really interested in technology and where that could lead. And even when I worked for architecture firms, um, I did become registered. So I started going down that path. And, um, and when I worked for architecture firms, I would do projects, but I'd look at 
how can the tech help speed up my process? So even like in the context of normal architecture, you know, and like working on projects, I'd always be looking at, can I introduce 3D into this? And can I do that? And the the trick is that it's it's not part of your job description. Like, so you no one's going to ask you to do that. Um, so you've got to take the initiative to do it. And most of the time, you've got to do that in your own time. You know, you've got to go above and beyond. And it's like, I'm going to go the extra mile and demonstrate this. Um, and uh, and I just say that it's it's probably going to be hard. If you're moving the dime, you're going to try something different. There's a lot of people who are going to say, nah, it's no, not going to work. <laughs> you know, don't do that. <laughs> so you you have to have like, you got to stick to your guns. You've got to be super passionate about what you want to do and driven to do it. Um, because there'll be plenty of people to say, why are you doing that? Like, don't worry about time. that. Yeah. It's a waste of time. Like, just focus on what you're doing. So um, you can change the direction that you want to go and you can carve out your own path, but you have to do it. Like That's you've true. got to put, you've got to no be driven to do, do it. it. They're not going to do it for you, especially if it's outside the norm, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah. So just be driven, be passionate and um, just know that you'll, you'll be challenged along the way, but if you really believe in it, then, you know, go for it. That's really good advice. Thank you so much, Ben, for explaining how Archistar works and for that nugget of wisdom too. Thanks, Belinda. It's great right. talking. Talk to you soon.